And I thank you, Holy Spirit, you're the one bringing them to the church. Yeah. And I ask you, Holy Spirit, to continue to speak to them and prepare them to receive you as their Savior. We thank you for the chaplains, the work they do outside the four walls of the church. Lord, I think of first responders and doctors and nurses right now in this nation. Their lives on the line, we ask you to be with them, bless them. Mm. Keep them safe. Yes. Lord, those who are working in the stores, we ask your hand upon us. Father, tonight I take a moment and I thank you from the bottom of my heart for our bishop and Dr. Cheryl. Lord, I thank you for their love, their compassion, their mercy, the guidance and direction they give not only to this house, but to the network. And we lift the ACM to you tonight. Lord, this is touching globally. Father, we lift our brothers and sisters before you and ask for your protection upon them. As I talked to Rabbi Libertus a couple weeks ago, he says the entire island of Sri Lanka is on lockdown. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to sweep through that island. Bring revival. Bring revival, Lord. We break the spirit of fear. We release the spirit of revival. And tonight, we're going to praise you, and we're going to thank you for Apostle Sister C, for Dr. Garner, for those who have gone before us and paved the way. And we ask you to bless them, and we ask you to have your way in the remainder of this service tonight. We glorify your name. We praise you, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Our arising. We'll have that one at the end tonight again. That's good, too. Thank you, Jesus. How many of you have been changing your atmosphere? Amen. How many of you did your 15 minutes of praise and it probably wasn't enough and you went right on after that? Amen? And I have been uh, speaking this morning and I'm challenging you to spend 15 minutes daily over the rest of this. over the rest of this time period, where you can worship and praise God because we want to change our atmosphere. Amen? And so real key, praise, worship. It'll change the atmosphere of your home. It'll change the atmosphere of your neighborhood. We want our atmosphere affected. Amen? Well, I want to look tonight, and as we begin, I just want to pray. And I want to declare Psalm 51. But I want to pray that God would just meet us right here. He already has in worship. And I just want to be so full of his Holy Spirit tonight. Pray with me as we just begin to dig into this word tonight. It's called, Let's Look at the Scriptures. Amen. God, we thank you in your grace Have mercy on us, and in your great compassion, blot out our sins. Wash us so completely, God, from all guilt, and cleanse us from every sin. For we know what we've done. Our sin confronts us at all times. And it's really against you only that we have sinned. And done what is evil from your perspective. So you're right and you're justified. 
But Lord, create in us clean hearts. Renew right spirits in us. And don't take away your Holy Ghost from us. Don't take away the Ruach HaKodesh, your Holy Spirit. Restore, uh, restore our joy in your salvation. And Lord, we'll teach others. And sinners will come back to you. Lord, our sacrifice to you is a broken and contrite spirit. You will never turn away from a chastened heart. So in your good pleasure, rebuild our walls. For we know that you delight in righteous sacrifice. Father, we thank you tonight. We thank you for your word, and we declare your word over our lives tonight. We declare, Jesus, that as we look at this tonight and look at the scriptures, we know one thing. This is not the end. This is not tribulation, and this is not us getting ready to go home. We are here to be the example of your glory in the earth. So, God, we just give you all the praise and all the glory. Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen. And we're going to have communion tonight. So we encourage, if you'd like to participate, just get some elements and have them ready. Uh, if, you, if you don't have juice and cracker, don't forget, you can have some bread. You can have... Uh, water, you can have anything. We're looking just for something to represent the elements because it's really about the communion table. Amen? But I want to look tonight as we're not in the end times. We're not, this is not the end. We might be in the end times, but that could go on for another thousand years. But we're not in the end People are running around at this season. It's the end. We're going to get taken over. They're going to install chips in us. They're going to cut off our heads. I want you to know this is the end of the world as we've known it. But it's not the end. God's got... So much more to do. We're on the brink of a third awakening. Souls to come into the kingdom. So get out of this spooky mindset, spooky spiritual mindset. Get out of this. It's all about you. It's really all about souls. It's not the end of the world. It's not the tribulation. We may feel like at times we're going through some corrupt junk. But it's not the tribulation. And it is not Jesus coming to take you away on a cloud. I just have to say this tonight because I'm so tired of people sending me messenger things about it's the end. They're going to line us up and you're going to get a microchip. They're going to make it so you have to take a vaccine and they just want to kill off everybody. <laughs> Come on, people. 
We are the church. We are the body of Christ, and we are so much smarter than that. It's not the end. But it is the beginning of the kingdom age, of kingdom mindsets. You know, for so long I have, and Bishop has ministered to our body here, the difference between a local church mindset and kingdom mindset. And the local church mindset is just all about a pastor and his little local church or his big local church. But that's not about the kingdom because the kingdom is about everywhere. Everywhere that Jesus went was the kingdom. And that's what we're entering into. That's what we're beginning, the kingdom age. And it's not just about your eternal security. That's good. We want everybody to know Jesus Christ. But that's not it all by itself. It's not just about you and your three and no more. It's really about being a showcase of God's way of doing things in every mountain of society. Coming into the kingdom age where we see every mountain of society that is infiltrated and penetrated with the church. Wow. What are you talking about, Pastor Cheryl? The mountains, the seven mountains, education, entertainment, media, the church, family. It's all the different arenas, and every one of them is to be massively infiltrated by the kingdom. That's the purpose of God. Unfortunately, This is what God said. We've kind of been in an arrested development because we all keep trying to leave the planet. (laughs) I'm so tired of hearing people say, it's the rapture, we're getting taken out of here. We keep trying to leave and God keeps trying to do stuff. God's got a plan, he's got a purpose. And he's saying, wait a minute, where do you all want to go? Wait, 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 come back here. I need you. And we keep trying to leave the planet. But God's saying, no, I want to show the world what my kingdom will look like so that they'll want to be there too. Souls, souls, souls to come into the kingdom of God. Every one of us should be thrilled and excited because we get to go win souls. Oh, well, you know, Dr. Cheryl, I'm just so not verbal. So what? If you can't speak it, find some really awesome tracks you can give somebody. And how about just living it? How about being so consumed with Jesus that when people see you, they just come up to you and like, what do you got? I want it. Matthew 
Matthew 6.33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom. Not a way to leave the planet. Not a way to say, this is the end. We're out of here. Yes, much of the mainline church, I've seen the statistics recently, and then I saw them again, and I saw them again from someone else. And yes, much of this mainline church, they say, will return to business as usual when the quarantine is over. But I'm not buying it. I don't know about the rest of the church out there. This house are different. We're never going to be the same. We're not going back to Egypt. We are moving forward, and we're taking the kingdom to the world. We're not going to be the same, and we don't want to be. We don't want business as usual. May we never, and I keep saying it so that we'll get it, may we never, never, never go back to what was. Running around, running here, running there, having to get this done and that one and doing this for God and doing that for God, but no time with God. May we never go back. It's not a time to be concerning yourself with microchips, mandatory vaccines. It's not a time. Maybe in the future, but not now. Now consume yourself with God. I'm taking the kingdom to the world. I'm going to take the kingdom right next door to my neighbor who doesn't know you. I'm going to take the kingdom to my schools when I drop my kids off. Or I'm going to take a minute and say hi to Susie when I see someone walking down the street. I'm going to take a minute and greet them and be kind and be the church if I can't say something. It's a time to fight. And it's a time where the church is saying, I have a voice. I have a voice. And I'm going to do what I can do from where I'm at to overturn abortion. Not complain, not criticize, but I want to see if I can sign a petition or can I get involved at helping women uh, who are pregnant or whatever, but I'm not, I'm going to fight. I'm going to do what I can to stop human trafficking. I am so proud of my spiritual daughter. She lives in Missouri now, but she is working full-time at a safe house, and all they do is take in domestic abuse victims and trafficking victims and work with them and work with them and work with them to have a normal life once again and to heal that's kingdom work. How many of you hear what I'm saying tonight? We have continually adopted in our minds as a church that when bad things happen, it must be a sign that Jesus is coming back soon. 
Now, the only challenge I would bring to you in that is if you study the word soon in the Bible, you could be waiting a thousand years. So, okay, when bad things happen, it must mean Jesus is coming back soon. No, when bad things happen, it means that you live in a fallen world full of broken people, and you and I are called to be the example of what the kingdom looks like for those that go to Christ. So we need to really constantly be before God saying, Lord, what is it that you have me to do? What is my purpose? Talk to me. And begin to ask him, do you want me to go get involved? If I can't get involved, should I send an offering? If I can't send an offering, what can I do to be kingdom-minded and working in the kingdom? You know, the most important thing to know, but the hardest thing to know, is the when. True. When, we always ask ourselves that, when, God, when are you coming back? Or when is this happening? But, you know, I studied this. It says from every generation since biblical times, we try to make the scenario fit into the time we're in. It's kind of weird. So because we've gone through this virus and nobody's ever experienced anything like this in a zillion years, and we've made history, we think right away, what? Oh, it's it. Jesus is coming back because it fits into this time. No. Stop it. Stop this thinking and jump on board the kingdom. The kingdom. When you go through some stuff, when you want that answer to when, two things are brilliant. First, seek the Holy Spirit of God. Do some fasting and praying and spending time in his presence and say, Holy Spirit, show me. Show me some stuff. Reveal. Listen, we are in. A season. We are in a decade. We are in a year where 2020, that's perfect vision. God's going to give you such an incredible ability to see. And you're going to see things. And he's going to reveal things to you. And he is going to put you in places that you never thought you could be. And he is going to give you opportunities that are going to blow your mind. But in reality, he's saying, I want to assist you. So you want to know more? Seek me. Read my word. Ask the Holy Spirit. Look at John 16, 13. He says, I, but he says, how be it when he, the spirit of truth, that's the Holy Ghost has come, he will guide you, guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of himself, but whatsoever he hears, 
that he speaks, and he will show you things to come. So he's getting a download from God the Father and Jesus, and the Holy Spirit then is going to show you stuff, reveal stuff. But if you never spend time in his presence, how do you see anything? And get into that prayer closet and let them show you stuff. I just find, I just have to literally cut off the time because now it's like, wow, God, look at this. I never saw this before. And it's just awesome. And I have to say, okay, I have to come back later. I've already been here several hours. And then the second thing that helps us and assists us as to when, is the prophets. Look at Amos 3, 7. Surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealeth his secret unto his servants, the prophets. Now, do we think he puts stuff in the word just to put it in there? And sometimes we don't read the word enough to know what the word says. But he says right there, you want to know something? My prophets, I reveal everything to my prophets. Well, Dr. Cheryl, I don't know if I believe in all that prophetic stuff. Well, guess what? Shame on you. (laughs) Because God speaks through the prophets. Well, how do I know who to listen to? Crawl up under your leaders. Listen to who they listen to. In this house, we believe in the prophetic. Our father in the Lord, Dr. Emmanuel Canastracy, is a prophet. We listen when he speaks. Dr. Chuck Pierce, Dot Sheets, Cindy Jacobs, Patricia King, they're all prophets, and when they speak, it's incredible. Kim Clement, awesome man of God, prophet, but he is with the Lord. But I can tell you, You want to know someone to listen to, call me, text me, email me, whatever. Because the prophets help us. They help us discern the season. They help us discern truth. They give us information so that we can walk this walk and be the kingdom people. They help us to understand Reputable prophets, you know, you hear people say, oh, they're weird. They prophesy. Well, there's a lot that prophesy everything is the end of the world. Okay, but a reputable prophet will not prophesy that what we're going through currently is the end. Take a peek. Listen to a good prophet. They don't talk about coronavirus means we're all going to leave the planet. They don't say that. Real Holy Ghost prophets always, 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 say always, release hope. Hope. He's a God of hope. He wants his men and women of God to release hope into our lives. And they always help us recognize truth. We may not like truth, but they help us to recognize truth. 
I love this verse right here. Luke 19, 13. And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, now this is the key part, occupy till I come. Now, how many of you know that the master represents Jesus and we are the servants? And what's he saying to us? Occupy till I come. Now, I want to draw your attention to that because he did not say speculate till I come. He didn't say take a good guess till I come. He said, occupy. Now listen, very key, because when we don't occupy and we speculate, we could be causing a delay. How many of you got that? When we don't occupy, when we walk around, running around, trying to do stuff to make the end fit the means, and we want things to happen, if we keep trying to speculate, then we wonder why things are delayed. And what does that mean to occupy? I'm going to tell you. Probably over 20 years ago, Bishop and I went through a very rough season. And I was on my face crying out to God and just saying, God, I don't even know what to do. And all God spoke to me, and it was so simple that I thought this cannot be the whole answer. All he said to me was, keep doing the right things that you know to do. And I just stopped. And I looked up and I said, really, God? That's all? And he said it again. He goes, keep doing the right things that you know to do. Now I want you to think about that for a minute. Think about your day. Think about your week. And what are the right things that you do every day? Well, I pray, and I read, and then I worship or sing, and then I go to work, or then, you know... Whatever it is, like during this whole season with the virus, I get up in the morning, first I feed the dogs, then I make sure Bishop is fed, then I make sure the beds are made, and then I make sure I go outside and do the poop patrol, and those are the daily things I do that I know that are right to do. I throw a load of washing, then I get into my prayer closet, and I stay there, and then I do... And those are the right things I know to do. See, I don't know what your right things every day that you do are to do, but you do. You know your routine, and it's the right things to do. And if somebody calls and they need prayer, I pray with them. And if somebody needs, you know, some groceries, I go take them. And if somebody needs, and I do the right things that I know to do. That's what it means to occupy. Keep doing the right things that you know to do. Keep bringing hope to people's lives. 
I can't tell you how many phone calls Bishop and I have made to people and to the hospitals and to places, people we don't even know, but their loved ones have said, would you give them a call and pray with them? We call them on the phone. They're in the hospital. We talk to them. We encourage them. And we just keep doing the right things that we know to do. We're not speculating till he comes. We are occupying. Three scriptures that will precede his coming. Three scriptures of fulfillment. Look at this. Habakkuk 2.14. So before he comes, the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. That's what this third awakening is going to look like. It's awesome, saints. We're going to see souls that are going to cover the waters of the sea. We're going to see the glory of the Lord fill this place, and there will be every seat taken. That's got to happen before Jesus returns. And how about Isaiah 60, verse 1, 2, and 3? Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Verse 2. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, we're seeing it, and gross darkness the people, but the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen on thee. See, on you and on me, we can't take off from the planet. We got to be here. Why? So that people will see his glory on us. In verse 3, look at this. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Kings. We're going to see nations turn to God. That's got to happen before we leave the planet. And how about Acts 3.21? Whom the heaven must receive until the times of restitution of all things, which God hath spoken by the mouth of his holy prophets since the world began. We are needing to see the time of restitution of all things. Now, I think that clears up that we're not at the end. You know, Isaiah 60 all by itself clearly shows us that God's not taking us out of here yet. Because we got to fill the earth with his glory. What good? What good would it be if we all left? Where would we be an example of his glory in the earth? I want people not to be frozen in fear coming to God, although if that's what it takes. But how about, hey, can I go with you? You know Jesus. How do I get Jesus? That is awesome. That is awesome. We're going to be seeing uh, the body of Christ shine on the seven mountains. Media, education, government, arts, entertainment, economy, 
family and religion. Seven mountains. Pray every day for all of us in the body of Christ to shine on the mountains. Shine in the media. Hey, God is going to deal with the media in this next season. He's pulling them down. They're coming down. Fake news, all the garbage, all the corruption. And guess what? We're going to infiltrate it with kingdom people who are going to go in and make media a God-blessed mountain. How about education? So many in the educational system are Christians now, teachers who love the Lord and they're sharing it with their students and it's going to be more infiltrated. Government. Lord knows our government needs to be infiltrated by the glory of God. I'm waiting for one of them meetings in the Senate or the House where they all walk in and fall out under the glory and they get up crying, I must be saved. What will the world do then? Hallelujah. And how about the arts? We're taking the arts. We've been doing that since I can remember dancing and drama for the kingdom. And you see it. You see more Christian movies being made and people are loving it. We see more uh, dance that's coming through the arts in the Christian venue and people are worshiping and they're coming to Christ. I one time had the opportunity, they asked me to minister in the dance at a traditional church, and I had people say to me, you aren't going to go there, are you? And I said, why not? They said, oh, it's just so religious. I said, not when Jesus gets through. People. We got to infiltrate. We got to penetrate the economy. We already see God moving in the economy. I do not believe we'll have a recession. I believe you're going to see the markets rise as soon as this is over because we, as the body, have been seeking God. And he said, I'm turning this thing around for my people. Family. My Lord Jesus family. You are being forced to spend time with your family. (laughs) Husbands and wives and children. I loved it the other day. I saw this post, and this woman drove the car up to the curb in front of the school, and it looked like she was throwing the kids out of the car with their school bags, and then she took off. I'm sure parents are right about there. But the reality is we're going to see family. People are loving it. They're eating together for the first time in God knows how long. And what about religion? Well, that's a mountain, but we're getting rid of religion, and we're getting relationship with Jesus. We are shining saints. It's not about a date of when he comes back. How many of you remember uh, 88 Reasons in 1988? That was a book, Why Jesus is Coming Back. 
right now. And I mean, people buy up them books. But saints, it's not about a date. It's about finishing the assignment we've been given. And that assignment is restoration. You see it right now. We saw it in Acts 3.21, the restitution of all things. It's time to see things restored, renewed. One prophet that I really respect, he said this next four months, the first four months of the year were repentance. But these next four months are going to be restitution. We are going to see God restore to us what the enemy tried to steal. We're going to see restitution of prayers answered and things given back to us. And we're going to see a blessing. Isaiah and Habakkuk were two prophets that were very clear on what happens first. And we are accelerating toward Habakkuk 2.14 and Isaiah 60 verses 1, 2, and 3 because the church is arising. The church is saying we want to arise. We're going to pray until we can't even breathe and we're going to have God say, I'm seeing this. This is not the end. It's the end of life as we've known it. And that's okay. That's okay. Because as you change your atmosphere, you're not going to want to stay the same. He is a God of hope. And we have to look beyond COVID-19. We have to look beyond, but you don't know how many people I've lost. We've got to, I'm sorry, but if you know, they're with Jesus, then we got to look beyond. Look beyond to what God is purposing. For whatever reason, we're still here, and we must go forward and take the kingdom and bring hope and let God in this season realign you reset you, change you, change your perspective, shut off the lies of the enemy. Let God do it. Why? So you can fulfill his purpose. Because that's what you're here for. You're here for one reason, to please God, to live for God. He's given you the ability to walk in hope, and to see this is 2020. He's got you where he wants you to see things. So open your eyes and say, okay, God, let's do this. It's almost like you got to get on a cloud that's on speed. And he's going to take off. And you're not going to be ready, but just hold on for the ride. It's an awesome thing. I want you to see this clip tonight. And then Dr. Scott's going to come and, pre and present the communion table. But I want you to see this, this clip from Patch Adams. And don't look at your fingers. 
but look way beyond the fingers. And what do you see? Not four, but eight. Look beyond. Look beyond coronavirus. Look beyond your situation. Look beyond quarantine. Look beyond. This is the end. He's taking us out of here. Look beyond all of that. And see this year. See the rest of this year. What God wants you to see. Because he's going to reveal things. And he's going to give you hope. Father, we thank you tonight. We thank you that we will look beyond and we're not going to think that everything is the end, but we're going to look beyond for hope that you will plant within our hearts. And God, we just thank you tonight for the opportunity to change our atmosphere by taking a step of faith and trusting you and believing you and not succumbing to the enemy's lies. Father, we just rejoice tonight. We rejoice that, God, you are alive in our lives, and we are filled with your glory, crying out to you to show us your purpose. We give you all the thanks and praise in the name of Jesus. And Father, I pray right now that every person that needs a healing touch, I just touch them right now through the screen. I touch them right now, God. And I thank you that their DNA and every cell in their body will line up with the word of God in Jesus' name. And I speak to their bodies and I say healing, healing, healing. And God, I crush viruses and sickness and infirmity and cancer and kidney disease and respiratory problems and joint ailments and back ailments and every filthy thing. I crush it in the name of Jesus, and I release healing right now by the power of the Holy Spirit. We believe you and trust you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Dr. Scott.